Good afternoon, my friends. Welcome to this episode of Happiness After Codependency. I'm Marshall Berkshire. I'm excited to have you here with me today. Today, we're going to be jumping into a question of why you are so critical of yourself. So we're going to be dealing with imposter syndrome, the inner critic, why we fixate on outcome, performance, behaving a certain way, and why that has so much power over us in our lives. So that's what we're going to be focusing on today, as well as... Uh, Got those two announcements at the end of the class regarding uh, the workshop coming up and the happiness after codependency system. So if you want to hear more about those, stick around to the end. As always, let me know in the comments below what you guys get out of today's episode. Before we do that, I need to share this out to the community real quick. So the community is where you can find additional guidance, tools, and support in your journey in coming back to knowing, loving, and being who you are. Because that's how we create relationships that last, friendships that last prosperity and peace in our lives is by knowing loving and being who we are and that's my work helping you capture that all right so link is above on facebook below on youtube come and join us and get additional guidance support in your journey so all right got that shared out to there so so it's nice to see you guys i'm excited about today's topic i've been chewing on it for a couple of days so why are you so critical about yourself so let me know in the comments below if this resonates with you, but do you find yourself putting down your effort? Like it wasn't enough, it was too much, you could have done better, you should have done this, you should have done that. Well, your effort actually created outcomes that work? Or have you found yourself experiencing or living with a pressure to try to perform, to be perfect? And that if you're not perfect, there's this fear, this this body bracing sometimes paralyzing fear that you won't be enough you won't be loved you could be rejected you could be criticized you could be humiliated things of like that nature also do you find yourself analyzing what you do thinking that that is going to help you do it better next time another signal of this kind of anxiety in our world is do you fear failure? Does failure equate to being unlovable, unworthy, to um, it diminishes your worth as a human being? Because if these are the things you're wrestling with, then you're dealing with this internalized sense of inadequacy. So in our world, there are two types of value. And that first type of value is what I call transactional value. Transactional value is where we are valued for what we do. And namely, what we do if it makes an impact somebody else likes. So like if I'm in a transactional experience with someone and I, make, I do something that they then f react to with a good feeling. Like, wow, that made me feel so good. Thank you for that. And then I do something else that doesn't make them feel good and they withdraw love and attention and time and they punish or criticize me uh, because I did something they didn't like. I'm dealing with a transactional experience. Another signal of transactional value is the only time you get praise, appreciation, affection, time is when you do something they want or they like. They're not actually spending time with you because you exist. They they don't make plans with you. They're not engaged with you in your life. They're not inquiring about what you think, what you feel, what's going on for you, what, um, how they feel about you as a person. None of that's going on. It's really transactional 
experiences where you know you can do this for them do that for them they benefit this way they benefit that way that kind of thing so it's really about what they want and not necessarily about having a connection with you that's transactionally centered uh, value that comes from systems that teach obedience that teach conformity the value productivity you're not worthy if you're not being productive if you're resting or you're playing that's laziness that's a waste of time things of that nature now we have this other kind of value in the world and i call it innate value but i also exchange it with a word uh, phrase called inherent value or inherent worth so inherent value or innate value is where we are valued we are appreciated for our presence and our existence that's what matters to the other person is we're there that's what matters to us with them that they are there that's in that is a response to innate or inherent worth or value it doesn't create that value now, innate value we we're discussing this in class this morning is innate value is present and existent already in you it's something you are born with it's not something that we create it's not something we earn it's not something we have to prove like with transactional value innate value we're born with it but big but if we grew up in a culture that values transactional worth and doesn't value the presence of your existence the fact that you're there then you've never been guided to connect with that experience of having this sovereign value. And so this is a very foreign idea, a very foreign concept in that experience. Now, in, our, in, in one's critical nature towards themselves, their inner critic, they're putting themselves down, they're diminishing their results, the impacts they create, the skills they have, the productivity, um, even their productivity, the skills they developed in creating that. When there's a, when we have this habit of putting ourselves down, diminishing ourselves that way, it's because we haven't been valued for who we are. It's because we haven't experienced appreciation for our presence. Instead, we need to continue to earn value, and we know instinctively. Part of us is like, someone else does it better, and then this person that's valuing me for the output I made is going to find that out, and they're going to go to that other person. They're going to leave. That's that transactional value that's got control of our own sense of worth. So in this hypercritical space, we're trying to do something very specific. We're trying to meet our need for safety, our need for connection, and our need for value identity. So those three necessities show up again. So in our sense of being critical and hard on ourselves, we're trying to create safety through that by pleasing others, by trying to refine our skills and our awareness to the degree that we wouldn't rock the boat, disappoint people, and lose their connection or be rejected. This is not attainable. This is not an achievable outcome. And there's one, one reason why, and it's not because we make mistakes, it's not because we're limited, it's because we're individuals. It's this idea of what's called subjectivity. The way I show up in the world, some people love, some people are indifferent to, some people cannot stand. 
That's because reality and its experience is subjective to the person experiencing it. So there is no way to achieve this optimum ideal standard of, hey, everybody likes it this way. It's just not how it works. And it doesn't need to. So one, it's not attainable because of subjectivity, because of diversity in our world and how we interact with each other. Melanie says, wow, no wonder we're geared towards people-pleasing. Yeah, bingo. It, that connects with uh, people-pleasing. It connects with avoiding conflict. It connects with um, trying to prove or earn our worth, high productivity, being a high performer. All of that is oriented towards those three things. We're trying to feel safe, have connection, and have a sense of value. And I call that value identity in our world. So the second way in which this hypercritical aspect towards ourselves is trying to help us is through creating connection. So if we feel safe enough to be ourselves, then we can have more connection. That's the logic typically behind this. But we can't be safe to be ourselves, so we have to be a particular way at the right time in order to feel or in order to be connected to the other person. In other words, we're trying to earn connection by pleasing others or trying to be what they want us to be or at a minimum avoid what they don't want us to be or what they don't want in their world. Namely, that's going to be things that create conflict, that conf- that upset them, that take away from them, that they feel like are burdens or problems and stuff like that. Now, real relationships, a healthy relationship, this is not a factor because there's a practice of warmth, regard, and care for each other, which is what actually creates the connection. The connection is a product of moving through uh, conflict resolution, through uh, expressing and sharing vulnerabilities, desires, and wants, having those received in warm ways, and then responded to in honest ways. So sometimes that's a yes, sometimes that's a no, sometimes that's a, a yes but later, or no but later kind of thing, a negotiation occurs. So as we try to, in this perfectionistic idea, try to refine our skills and ability to keep connection, we actually end up causing more of uh, the, the inherent problem of inadequacy. Like I am not ad- and I'm not adequate because I am not able to do this 100% of the time. So we get set up into these conflicts that never resolve in our relationships because we're actually not building connection in a way that's effective. I hope that made sense. A little bit of a rabbit trail there. All right. The third component that this hypercritical habit we have towards ourselves, what it's trying to do for us here is value, worth, a sense of meaningfulness in ourselves and meaningfulness in the world. Do I have social value? Do people like me? Do people want me? Do people enjoy me? Do they do they uh, want to connect with me, include me in their life, belonging, things of that nature? And then internally, it's about internal value, my own person value. Am I a lovable person? Am I a worthy person? Am I... Uh, worth knowing, loving, and keeping. In this regard, keeping is like people want to preserve the relationship with you. They value you. They like you in their life. This is what this hypercritical approach we have towards ourselves 
is trying to help us meet. It's trying to help that need for safety, connection, and value identity. The cool part here is that we don't actually need this to successfully have safety, connection, and value identity in our world. That's actually sustainable, fulfilling, safe, and enjoyable in our world. So here's what we do with our inner critic, with how we're, with this internal aspect of ourselves that's trying to always make us perfect. So here's what we do with it. First step in this is we've got to start restoring some safety, actual, real safety in our world. And I start that off with nervous system regulation and emotional care. There's two specific practices I teach in that. First practice I call the daily regulation practice. Uh, which you can find in the tools section of my website. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. And then the um, the ALI practice. So nervous system regulation, which is the daily regulation practice, you can find in the tool section along with ALI. ALI stands for Acknowledge, Legitimize, and Integrate. This is one. This is the first step I give students and clients um, in restoring connection to their value to their emotions, to their lived experience, to their present reality. Because most of the time, especially if we're dealing with narcissistic abuse, we're dealing with neglect, we're dealing with chaotic relationships, a lot of instability, we're not checked in with ourselves. We are checked out. We are not in connection. We are seeking it outside of ourselves. So ALI is a gentle framework to allow you to acknowledge what you're feeling and experiencing and then legitimize it. Legitimization means to make it real and valid for you, not them, for you. And when your emotions and your lived experience become real and valid for you, you have restored a critical, crucial form of connection with yourself, which helps you become more emotionally aware and attuned to what you're going through, to what you need, and ultimately what you want in your world. Because my goal for you guys is to actually experience uh, connection, happiness, relationships, success, prosperity, and just some peace in your world. And ALI is crucial to that. My case says here, ALI saved me. (laughs) I can attest to that. You've been through hell and now you're thriving. You're getting through it and you're thriving. You're getting more connection with yourself. You're growing. So I'm really proud of you. So ALI. So that those are the first two steps here. And then that allows us to move to the next step, which is the big work. It's the work that I, that is the sent. This is, man, today in my words, say perfectionism. My brain's like, got to do it right. And, I, blah, blah, blah. and that just creates all that confusion there for me, which messes up the words. <sighs> Isn't it fun when these things collide that way in real life? All right. So my work is about getting getting you connected back to that innate value, your inherent worth. Connection means you're experiencing it, you're feeling it, you're beginning to know it, to love it, and to be it. That's the work. Because when we know, love, and be our innate value, we are knowing, loving, and being who we are. And that sets you free from the need for codependency to meet these needs for safety, connection, and value identity. Instead, your safety and connection are byproducts. They are results of being connected to, aligned with, and following your innate value. Because when you know your own worth, you feel it, and you can follow it, 
You choose people, places, and things that are aligned with that. And you say no to things that are not, people that are not, and places that are not. So it becomes a filter that raises the quality of connections, relationships, successes, uh, purposes, all of that in your world. So whether it's a business, whether it's, a, it's your career, your retirement, whether it's money, whether it's love, whether it's a friendship, whether it's where you live, or what you do with your time, all of these things are results of knowing your innate value. If they're not aligned, you're not happy, you're not fulfilled in them, then there's something that's misaligned with that and your intrinsic worth, your innate value. My work is to help you discover that value, align with it, follow it, so that you can have more of what you deserve in your world. It's what we do in the Happiness After Codependency System. So we help you restore that safety. We help you restore your own sovereignty, your own awareness of your, of your power and your right to exist, take up space, belong, have needs, use resources. And then the rest of the work is building into this knowledge, connection, and action, action from that innate value. And then show you how to build relationships of any type using the what, how, who method. That's, that's the work. That's what I love doing most in this is teaching you guys who you are. Because I, I, who you are is your innate value. What that actually translates to in the world, well, we get to discover that together. So this is ultimately how we end the terror of the inner critic. And we discover that the inner critic, this inner criticism being so critical of ourselves, so mean and harsh with ourselves, is really just a product of our, a part of ourselves that's trying to help us succeed, help us feel safe, help us have love, help us have connection in our world. So that's what we do. So my friends, if you want to start this out, I recommend there's two ways you can work with me on this. First one is the Happiness After Codependency System. We start August 15th, so about four weeks from this Monday. Um, this is the only time of year I teach it. It's a course It's 39 sessions long. I teach it over a span of 10 months, so we got break periods in there and that. I'm going to teach you how to accomplish these things so you can have the the friendships, relationships, the peace of mind, even the success you want in your world because you're aligned with that innate value. Second way you can work with me is through my five-day workshop. We start August 1st, goes through the 5th. I'm going to teach you the four core or essential concepts and practices you need in order to heal your codependency. And that's going to give you actually one of the primary tools in connecting back with your innate value called the value retrieval practice. You're also going to learn how to regulate your nervous system. You're also going to reintroduce self-trust into your world as well as make sense of reality. I call it sane making. So I'm going to be teaching you that throughout the workshop starting August 5th, going through August or August 1st, ending on August 5th. So the link is above on Facebook for that and below on YouTube for that. Come and enroll. You can attend the live classes for free or you can buy the recordings and the bonus course of Reclaiming Innocence for 47 bucks. All right. So there we go, guys. The only reason we are critical with ourselves, the only reason we, we shame on ourselves, we doubt ourselves, we, we uh, put ourselves down, we don't accept our successes and praise ourselves is because we think that's what's necessary to, have, to be safe in our connections and to have some sort of value in our world. And we don't have to do that anymore. We can have safety, real, tangible, lasting safety, 
connection and value identity without that. We can have it through love, through curiosity, through playfulness, and ultimately because we know ourselves, we can produce these things in a sustainable way that comes, doesn't come with the shame, the guilt, the fear, the fatigue. It comes with love, comes with care, comes with playfulness. There we go. Let me know your guys' thoughts below in the comment on what you got out of today's video. If this video has impacted you well, who do you know that could benefit from it? Share that with them and let's see what impact that has there. And thank you guys for sharing my work. You've helped me grow my little YouTube channel, my Facebook presence, all that. You guys are instrumental to my own success. So I appreciate it. Thank you for doing that. You guys have a safe day. Go gently with yourself in this. And anytime you find yourself being critical of yourself, you can ask yourself this question, what do I need here? See what you need. And it's likely going to be love, reassurance, connection, praise. So instead of criticizing yourself, consider praising and appreciating yourself. See what starts to change for you. Okay. See you guys later. Bye-bye.